Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Did you get a boob job? No. Are um, you sure? Just let everyone have a look. She's just jiggling them all they over are the screen. Massive. What's uh, happening? Because... <laughs> Tell us what's going on in your life that's uh, amplifying your rack. I actually find it fucking embarrassing. I'm not gonna lie. Like when I'm hormonal, you know how last week when we were chatting about everything, I was like, I've got hormone issues, whatever. So yeah. sometimes I have these periods where I, not like periods of time, like my period cycle, where everything just kind of expands. Well, it's and looking good. Thanks, girl. Just give you guys a little, give you a little titty wiggle. Here I am over here with my A-line up to the neck. You well, know. one of us has to be decent. Look, I have huge, natural, gorgeous boobs as well, so you we are very matches, lucky. That's true. That's kind of funny because we were gonna. We this is part of our conversation today, actually mm-hmm. having natural breasts. Cannot wait to get to it. I know. I'm so excited for this talk today. I, I I'm just. Me too. I'm titillated. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get the the painful things out of the way. Sports update. England lost. You guys. Sport, okay, everybody so knows. We, we lost. Um. But at least we and, were together. Yeah. Um, I'm really proud of us for going. Me too. You took your script. You thought you were going to... I did. I yeah. had my script. I had my lines oh, with me uh, in the pub. I thought. I literally thought that I would be so bored that I would just be memorizing lines for an audition I had. But it was a riveting game. I thought it was a crazy game. I felt fucking alive. I was like... I know, you were so happy. I was so happy. Just for like two hours, there was nothing else existed. There was no crash. There was no nothing. I was just fucking screaming and just banging my fists on the table. and loving life. You knew all the chants. I guess you're kind of... That's kind of born into you in England. Yeah, it, it is. There are things that I knew that I didn't even know I knew. I knew that that huge smile on your face was because you were home. And yeah, I felt like I felt was so for a good. minute. It Aww. felt really nice. I don't know how Will can be in an environment like that and not just be like, I want to go the fuck home right now. I know. He, he does not ever want to go home again. Like I said last week, if we won, I was going to have a happy household this week. Well, we lost. The day was a tragedy. It yeah. went from bad to worse because you left. We said goodbye after the game. Yeah. Will stayed at the pub for like another two hours. He said, get ready to see a lot of grown men cry. And you told me the same thing. I did. I couldn't imagine it, but I saw a lot of grown men cry that day. And I stayed there to make sure that he got home safely. And then he ordered two huge pizzas. He ate Which you them. said took him about an hour and a half? <laughs> yeah. Due to the level well, yeah. of alcohol yes, in his system. Yes, the level of intoxication that went on that day. It took him an hour and a half to make his decision on the pizzas. Then on our credit card statement, I saw that it had been ordered three times. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, yeah, that was good. Um, it was like... 200 bucks to Domino's. <laughs> and then... Oh, my God. And then he ate, you know, most of the pizza, and then I just couldn't find him, and he had gone in and just passed out in the bed. And then the next morning, I was so worried that he was going to be insanely hungover, and I tiptoe in to check on him, and he's just perky as ever, just pops up, no hangover. I don't know it's how the Brits do it. He's, he's 26. He's 27 and he's English. 27 so. and he's English. So he's got an English liver and also he's got age working in a year from now. He's not going to feel like that. You know it. I know. He's going to have a shock coming to him. He really is. One beer and I'm down for three weeks. I know. My hangovers, well, not anymore, but they were like a proper hangover for me is like a two day event with a three day kind of. Jesus. <laughs> 
it's tragic. It's actually tragic. I know. I don't know how British people just don't get hangovers. You just never. You've been drinking. in America too long, girl. No, you just never stop drinking. That's that is. You drink at lunch. You drink at dinner, yeah. and then so there's just always a constant. You know, and alcohol, blood level. Also, you guys don't consider beer drinking. <laughs> <laughs> So that's beer our sports. And wine <laughs> is just water. Yeah, exactly. No, beer, beer and wine water. don't count. Exactly. No. no. no, 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 um, no. So that's our sports update. It was a crazy game. England lost. Not only did they lose, but they lost in the penalties at the end. And oh god, I felt so terrible for the player. I don't know his name, but the one that Marcus Rashford. The- is he the one that the his kick nicked the net yeah, and bounced I think off? So. Yeah. Oh my God, my heart just broke for him. I've been thinking about him all week. I know. Um, Do you know there was like loads of racist backlash, and now obviously there's been loads of backlash to that. But that really disappointed me. Um, yeah. But it doesn't surprise me because honestly, like there is a huge contingent of like football louts that are racist pieces of shit. Not cute. Um, okay, let's go to the desk of Annabelle Jones. <laughs> It's not new world news. It's not important news. It's Annabelle news. What do you got for us this week? Oh my god, the news this week is so amazing. Oh my um, god, what happened? Do tell. The first baby beaver, also known as a kit, was born on the Hollingcote estate. First baby beaver in 400 years. I think beavers became a bit extinct in England. So this was very exciting news for us in the UK that we had so a little baby how beaver. How did one born. get born again if they were extinct? Was it dropped down by the stork? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We re- <laughs> we reintroduced them into like protected areas. So that's obviously on the Holling Holnicott estate. So it's a private estate, it's protected, nobody's gonna be Right. He's interfering with that beaver. <laughs> well, that's really exciting. Is it just one little baby? It's one little baby beaver. And I think if they... I saw a baby beaver, my head would explode from cuteness. Okay, I think it will. It's like really fucking cute. We're going to post a picture of it. We'll post a picture of the baby beaver. And the National Trust, a great follow on Instagram if you just want really wholesome, um, oh. sweet, lovely nature pics, the National Trust. So they posted a little pic and video of the baby and they were like what should we call it and everyone just said call it kit that's the cutest name ever kit the beaver uh, so welcome to the world baby kit oh uh, notice there's a lot of sort of pregnancy photos on online in of the last... beavers no no going from <laughs> beaver babies now to human babies are we back to tmz um, yeah, 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 yeah. We're back okay, to TMC. Okay. Okay. Um, so, listen. Not sure how I feel about the pregnancy shoot. How do you feel about the pregnancy shoot? Would you put a picture... Would you go and get a photo shoot of yourself pregnant and then put it online? Um... God, I don't know. I think I'm. I think I'm too private for that. I think I, I, well. that kind of that freaks me out. Um, I don't know. Cut to me doing a major pregnancy shoot online. Who knows? <laughs> I know. Here's the thing. You know me. I'm such a sharer and an overshare. I love to share. That's how I process things. Always have done since I was a little girl. Yeah. Um, but you know, this goes along the lines with me of like, just keep that to yourself, babe. Um. Annabelle TMI Jones. I know. But then, you know, obviously I feel if I was pregnant, I would I would want to do a pregnancy shoot. I think when we're pregnant, we're going to be so excited that we're just going to... It's going to naturally just flow to the internet. <laughs> I don't like it when pregnant women... Are you going to do like a spread in People magazine or something? I'd rather do a spread in Playboy. You honestly. are so fucked up. No, because it wouldn't be sexy in that Is that way. a thing? Se- do they do sex- pregnancy Playboy spreads? It's like free? I'm not going to show my pussy. I'm going to be like, look how fucking powerful and sexy this shit is. But then also, like, I feel like every woman... I don't know. I don't know how I ...acts feel like that. they're, like, the first person that's ever been pregnant. Um, 
which is the same with grief. It's like everyone that's grieving is like, oh my god, I'm like a connoisseur of pain. Yeah, and grief it's and true. Loss. Like it's true. Me. Um, so I just find that element of it really interesting. Like the women who are like, oh my god, my buddy is so powerful. It's like, yeah, it is. Literally, we and, all depend on it. It's and the, women it's the have been having society. Women have been having babies in a field for millions of years every day and just under the fishmonger's <laughs> they counter. Just, they just keep walking. Well, people are very precious. It's like Halsey's done a few different pregnancy shoots. Ashley Graham just announced that she's having her next baby. I've liked Cardi B's pregnancy stuff. I think that's been cool. Um, and then Hilary Duff had a professional photographer at her labor, which for me, that's a bridge too far. Bridge too far. I'm friends with her husband, so I had to be supportive of that one. It was very sweet, I thought. They're a very sweet little family pod. Now, I have pictures from my own birth that my mom had a photographer there. So she I, never did. I don't know if it was a professional photographer, but someone in that room was taking close and personal pictures of my head coming out. So that's lovely. No! Your oh, head yeah. coming out! Oh yeah, the whole nine yards. Oh my god, Lucy. They're that's for actually pri- cute. private, you know, just for me to see, obviously. That's what but... I wonder. I'm like, is it just for private times? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like, you're going to put a full face of makeup on and like cover shoot while you're in labor. No thanks, love. I, f- I figure when I'm in labor, I'm just going to be like, <laughs> it's like an animal. <laughs> just like yeah. snort, tears, like blood and shit everywhere. I don't trust myself enough to have like a photographer there. I don't either. Um, but then again, you know, neither of us are mothers. Never been pregnant. Exactly. We can't speak. Do we know? But yeah, as far as we're concerned, I don't I don't know that uh, I want to share that aspect of my yeah. life with the public. Scarlett Johansson's pregnant. I'm excited about yeah. that one. But she's not the kind of person that publicizes any of her private life, which I aspire to a life more along those lines. Yeah. So, yeah. God, I'm so the opposite of that. But also, there is definitely, as we've learned, like a line with me where I'm like, no, that's too far. <laughs> like, I'll take it. I'll take it right to the edge. And then I'm like, no. Um, and okay. also, if notice about myself, one rule for me, one rule for other people. But uh, that's obviously oh. something I need to work on as a person. Okay, so the next piece of news is Madonna has a biopic in the works where she talks about her life. And one of the things she talks about is her first experience of masturbation. And this oh. story was accompanied by pictures of her at home working on her um, biopic, smoking a huge blunt in a cur- in a pair of booty shorts and sort of like pippy long stockings and um, pigtails and she was sort of grabbing her pussy and there was pictures of her like taking pictures of her pussy through the shorts. Um, Are you kidding? No, I'm not. And I just sort of mm. looked at it and thought, this bitch is literally gonna fuck until the moment she dies. She's never gonna stop fucking. She loves sex. She loves her body. She loves her vagina. She's just sex from morning till night till death do us part. <laughs> and even if she's not, that's what she's selling. That's what she's selling, and she does a really good job of it. You think people are still buying it? Did you buy it? No, I don't like it. For me, I don't like it. I don't like it. That's... um part of our exciting conversation today it really is and it made me question i'm like okay annabelle you ageist piece of shit Mm -hmm. maybe don't judge madonna so much i mean what we're here today to talk about is constructed personality versus authentic self Mm -hmm. and madonna has constructed a personality that the public knows her as and Sometimes in that process, we get frozen at younger ages because we yeah. don't want to let go of certain certain pieces that we've created to express. I have a surprise for you before we do that, unless you have any more news from the desk of. That's it, baby. All right, Annabelle, listeners, I have created my own desk. So from the desk of Lucy, <laughs> I bring to you... 
archaeological news from around the world, maybe some poetry news, things that I'm interested in so that I don't have to sit and go along with you all on your TMZ obsessions with people that I don't know who you're talking about. So guess what? Now you get to not know who I'm talking about, okay? So first up. Let's do this. This is great. First up in from the desk of Lucy, can you give me my entrance, please? Um From the desk of Lucy Walsh. It's not world news, it's not important news, it's Lucy Walsh's news. Thank you, Annabelle. Apparently, an ancient Egyptian pet cemetery has been discovered. Okay, so archaeologists at the Roman port city of Berenice. Let's see what it says here. The ancient Egyptians loved their pets just as much as we do. They really did. They fucking loved their pets. Yeah. This cemetery contains 600 much-loved animals that were placed in individual graves covered by pottery that served as miniature sarcophagus with adornments including bronze and beaded collars. 2,000-year-old burials include many four-legged companions that had died of old age. There you go. The ancient Egyptians had pet cemeteries. How do you feel about when they open up old sarcophaguses and shit and old tombs? I think it's sarcophagi, if it's plural. Yeah, them. (laughs) How do I feel about it? Yeah. I think it's... I think it's amazing. I, I'm all for it. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I ugh. that's a hard one because you want to respect their, their beliefs, but. I don't want to, we get, we're getting, we keep getting cursed. Yeah, that's true. That Who we knows? keep, there's curses on those things. What and if they COVID? keep fucking opening them. In, tw- they, in 2020, they opened one. What if COVID was because of that? Who knows? That's what I'm saying. Um, all right. I'm suspicious also, of it. Yeah, I'm sure. Haven't you seen The Mummy, guys? Come on. Have you seen Indiana Jones? That's True. historically accurate, you guys. That's history. So, Annabelle, did you know that in the 90s, there was an attempt to raise part of the Titanic to the surface? Did you know that? I actually did know that. Oh, well. And it, like, crumbled us- around or something. Yeah, it was a yeah, big mess. Was a big disaster. They, they couldn't get it up. So there's a section of the hull of the Titanic which weighs 11 tons, and it's 20. It's only 24 feet by 20 feet, and it has four portholes. And um, it was, they tried to raise it. I think I've seen this. Where is it? It's off the coast of Newfoundland. Oh no, I haven't seen it. I'm talk- I'm thinking about another ship. And they con- that I saw as a kid, and they constantly have to spray it with salt water, like it's in like a tank, and they yeah. constantly have to spray it so that it doesn't. De- yeah, deteriorate. Yeah. So the Titanic, people may have forgotten this or never heard this, but it is two and a half miles down. That is a long ass way down. <laughs> I don't and like they- it. The sea even goes that far down. Makes me feel very uncomfortable. I know the sea is so terrifying. So they raised this piece up. They got it to about 200 feet below the ocean surface. And the seas were so rough that it just broke loose and it just fucked off. But yeah, they, they haven't been able to bring up any part of the, the, of the ship. But the ship is deteriorating. They say it's going to be gone within like 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's going to be completely buried. Um, and it's too fragile for them to do much with. So yeah, there you go. Also, I will end my uh, news from the desk of Lucy with this. Did you know that there was f- there were fast food stalls in the ancient city of Pompeii? They have <gasps> discovered they have discovered food stalls that would have served fast food, and Ooh. the ingredients aren't what we would think of in our fast food today. Although who knows what's in our fast food? They found duck bones. They found beans. Maybe it was like a duck bean taco, sounds like. They found snails. They Mm -hmm. found dog. um, All kinds of crazy things. Goat, fish. Love that. 
Yeah, so it makes fast sense. I mean, why wouldn't why wouldn't they want exactly? Fast food? That makes a lot fast of sense. Fast food in the ancient world. God, can you imagine? God, I loved oh. the desk of Lucy Walsh. A lot of our listeners do depend on also the celebrity juicy gossip. Yeah, yeah, so. I know. We do bring breaking news to the people. That's a very important job that we, we can't do let here. them down. We no. have a responsibility here really to do. ourselves and to the people. So to the nation. It really is just a full, it's a full experience you get here with the Lucy and Annabelle show. Smorgasbord. Fuck Yeah. Right, so shall we move on to the subject that you texted me that you wanted to discuss this week, which I love and find fascinating, and think about all the time, and I'll just let you take it away, get going. I've got no idea what you're going to say, so. So it's, in a nutshell, this concept of constructed personality versus mm-hmm. the authentic self. And what that means to me, what I'll, I'll read you what I wrote in my journal about it this week. I wrote, create space within yourself for the true self to move around. Um, the true self is in there, clamoring against false personalities. We are made up of pieces that we've collected along the way to survive in different situations. For instance, being loud and cussing a lot is a a piece that I created in my early 20s to stand out from the crowd and to be heard. Mm -hmm. Um, Treating men like a buddy, like acting like a tomboy, I, I created that piece of my personality to protect myself from being vulnerable to men. So, I wrote, what is a survival tactic that I'm still operating with versus the authentic me in the present who can now let go of tactics? Yeah, love it. What got you thinking about this? um, Starting therapy, actually. Thanks to you, you really kept urging me to find a therapist and get going. I am a therapy pusher. Yeah, (laughs) and just talking with her about kind of just trying to make sense of of myself and also having finished Sally Field's book which is called In Pieces number one fan over here you should say I know number one fan but that was her point in her book and that's why she called it In Pieces because she realized that we are not we are not one whole we are made up of many pieces that we have gathered to help us survive and what happens is we do that from a very young age, right? Thousands, millions, endless. It's endless, the pieces that we gather that make up ourself. And this personality that we are uh, you know, presenting to the world is not always our authentic self. It's really rare to actually connect with people you from your authentic self and them from theirs. That's our lifelong work with each other. You're not meant to solve it. It's just a lifelong you know, journey of learning. But what happens at that young age and through your teens and into your 20s is those pieces that you've created carry through into mm-hmm. your adult years without you realizing it. So that you get to be in your 30s, 40s, 50s, all the way to the end and you are still unconsciously operating from these kind of fabricated false pieces that you're presenting for this or that reason, and yeah. you are missing out on your authentic self and you're, you're robbing others of an authentic experience like you said last week, Annabelle. So those things got me thinking about this as well as taking inventory of myself now that I have left the cult situation looking at okay who am I now and I realized that we don't give ourselves permission to change and to be who we are now because we think that we need to be right about who we were or the survival tactics that we created Mm -hmm. We, we think that that's us it's not us we are a moving a moving piece of art our entire lives and we're meant to change and also your process of losing Ryan and Max got me thinking about it too because you've been struggling with the friendships that were in place before the crash a lot of things about your life that were in place before the crash that you're not 
connected to anymore and you're having trouble I think there's some guilt in you that's yeah. trying to like force you back into that old skin but you can't it's impossible it's like yeah, trying to okay. fit into a dress that's too small and we need to give ourselves permission to change and to let go of old survival tactics that no longer serve us and also I think I love that and it's it's something that yeah in therapy I've worked that I've worked on a lot and um is an amazing thing to look at as you said take inventory study notice and so I love that you've identified that it starts really early in childhood um and the thing that's been really transformative for me as far as all that shit from that I started when I was four years old accumulating these what I would call survival uh, techniques coping mechanisms yes um, layers in order to survive my upbringing exactly and environments that I was in and like you said it takes a lot of courage to let go to forgive yourself if there are things that you are ashamed of and ways that you behaved when you were younger and really really respect that you were the person that you needed to be at that time and that person wasn't perfect and the person that you are today is not perfect and the person you're going to be in five years from now will not be perfect but I am so grateful to that little girl and that teenager and that 25 year old even in her messy moments even in her shameful moments even in her uh, you know imperfect tumultuous angry vile cold all of it everything I was I am grateful to her because she got me here today yes i survived because of her yeah so instead of being ashamed of who i am who i was mistakes i made modes i lived in i replace that with gratitude and love for that young woman who brought me here today because i proud so proud of her very proud because here i am in the situation i'm in well, that bitch got me here. She yeah. got me through this with everything I learned, every mistake I made. As I've said before, the way I grieved my dad, it was incorrect. It was unhealthy and it bit me in the ass. So that messy... It was the best you could do at the it time. It was the best I could do. And, it, and that made me survive this. You know, and... Mm-hmm. As you go through your process with with moving away from the cult and transforming your relationships with your family and your friends and your loved ones and all of that shit, like I'm just excited to see where that goes for you because it feels really good to thank her instead of be mad at her or ashamed exactly. of her. Exactly. Yeah, I had I had a major exorcism this week in a meditation that I did connecting with that past self that got me through it started out as a letter to her in my journal it turned into two hours of this release that was that was a sobbing thing and everything you just said is correct I was so I was thanking her I was apologizing to her and I started because I thought all right I'm gonna do this meditation and I'm going to let go of my past self that got me through. I'm going to leave her behind. And when I got into the meditation, I was having panic at, she was having panic at being left behind. And I saw that it's not about leaving my past self behind, it's about bringing her along. It's about bringing all of my past selves along. You know, at night, because I have these weird abandonment issues, Have I mentioned this? I always say to Will, he has to take me to bed in a certain way. He has to come into the living room and he says, the sleep train is leaving. We have two tickets for the sleep train and we're boarding now and we're all we're all on board. And I say, "Okay." And then I turn off the lights and we go we all go into the bedroom, me and him and the cat. 
we say three tickets for the cat yeah also but it's this cycle i need that at night i need that we are all getting on this train together and no one's being left behind so (laughs) i know this sounds crazy to say out loud but i think it's really i may as well just say it because maybe somebody can identify with it i don't know so that happened that happened in this meditation with my past selves they said to me we don't want to be left behind. We all want to get on the train with you. And I and I I really saw, wow, no one's getting left behind. I don't need to cut myself off no. from who I was. The, all those pieces belong in my heart and I will always hold them right here. They're not going anywhere. I don't need to, you know, I think the only reason I'm saying this is because I think it's important for people to understand that it's not about cutting yourself off from anything you think is shameful. It's about embracing it. Like you're saying, Annabelle, you thank that girl. You, you're so proud of her. And it became, that's why it was hours of me just, ro- I was rocking and I was holding all these past selves and I was saying, thank you, you did so good, you did so good. And different things started to come up from my past, really painful things and, and I was going, I know. I know, I know that was hard. And I could feel her crying and releasing all this sadness or pain or shame or embarrassment. And I just embraced all of it. And I said, I stood up, (laughs) I had my eyes closed for a long time. I stood up and I was holding hands. I had my fists clenched and I was holding hands with about a hundred of my past selves and we were on a platform to get on the train together. No one was Mm. getting left behind and the train arrived and I was afraid to walk on it. And then I realized we're already on the train. We don't even have to step. I, I wanted to like step forward into the train and make that part of my meditation. But I didn't need to because the connecting with the past self was being on the train together. That's what makes somebody wholehearted. Mm. To be wholehearted doesn't mean that you're one solid piece. It means that all your pieces are together moving forward in present time. Who you are now. And And that created so much space inside of me for my authentic self to come forward and be the leader. And that's the point. It's not that you erase any of your past, you don't disconnect. Your authentic self is the leader of the pack. Yeah, yeah, totally. Is what it feels like to me. I'm really excited to move forward in present time, where I'm at now, embracing all of it, proud of how far I've come. And now I'm the leader of the pack and I've got it. I'm in charge now and we're safe. We can do this now. Everybody can rest. Everybody can just get on the train and chill out and have a snack and just put your feet up because I'm in charge and I know where we're headed. And the peace that 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 has brought to me this week is just life-changing. It's a game changer. It is. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I heard Brad Pitt say that happiness doesn't truly exist. We are so complicated that to be happy as like a blanket is bullshit and it's not authentic. I understand what he's saying. Um, and and I, I try to keep that in mind. You know, nev- I don't think you should ever believe somebody if they say, yeah, I'm so happy in my life. You know, everything is just perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're lying. It's not perfect, okay? It's not. It's messy. It's It, it hurts. But the happiness that comes out of those broken pieces is what true happiness is, I think. You're moving forward in a new way. What do you think about all that? I just I just spewed a lot of stuff. And I know it tied into what you wanted to say today about the physical and about aging mm. and about mm-hmm. having work done on our bodies. That's why I said at the beginning of this, our natural breasts um, are something yeah. that you, you and I are rather natural women. But uh-huh. t- tie, it, tie it all into that because I know you have a lot to say too. 
Oh, I mean, I just love what you're saying. And I, I think that I'm really glad to hear that that's the shit that you're working on with your therapist because it's a great place to start. And it's it's that inner child work kind of. It's for all links. It is inner that. child work, yeah. And what you just said about um, being the leader of the pack and going, everyone can relax. I've got this you've got to that place so quickly and it took me a lot longer to get to that place in therapy. Well, I've been getting to that place for the last 20 <laughs> years. That's what they say about, oh, overnight success. Yeah. Okay. You work your ass off for 15 years to arrive yeah. at that overnight yeah, fair success. Enough, fair enough. But it was just a concept I'd never heard of when I started therapy. So it took me like six years to get there. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. Um, and it was constant... Me, me constantly checking myself and grabbing the inner child or the teenager or the young me and going get behind me I got this you're yeah. safe you can chill we're good and by um, the way that's not just a one-time thing that work needs to continue every moment for the rest of our yeah. lives because yes that was a big major unlocking turning point for me the other night but a million things have arisen since then where I've had to do that work of and they it's will okay. that's get behind thing. me yeah that's the thing it it will always you'll always keep being tested in that way because that's the nature of life um, every day but it just doesn't feel so hard or new after a while like any new thing that you learn um yeah you it's not even a thought it. it's just no, not even a thought you understand anymore. it yeah, better it it just becomes your your natural setting but right um yeah i love that and i and i hope that that can resonate with some people and um yeah I just really encourage people to love and thank themselves for who they are regardless of their mistakes and shortcomings every day I feel ashamed of what I did and I love myself anyway. I feel embarrassed by what I did and I love myself anyway, you know. And I say that out loud to myself a lot when I'm feeling stressed about something. Have you ever heard of EFT tapping? I feel like I've talked you, about it you before. To- yeah, you talked about it a little bit. And that's Remind one of the things that you it do. It's like a tapping thing on acupressure points. And if I'm feeling stressed, I'm like, I'm feeling anxious because I said something weird to Lucy and it upset her. And you know, you, you talk through it and then at the end you say, and I love and accept myself anyway, and I love and accept myself anyway. And it's like, oh, it just, that's it's great. very helpful, it's very helpful. I'll try and find something because it is actually a practice that I have found really, really helpful. Yeah, it and sounds really helpful. I don't usually helpful. go in for all of that stuff, but that for me was a big one. Um, is the tapping yeah. of the, is the tapping of the acupressure points to bring consciousness to that? I think it's I think it's that and I think it's also just the activation of the acupressure points. Yeah. Because you exactly. like kinda of tap just to them open hard. up that channel. Yeah. You you start on your hand here to get in the zone and get activated and then you start go to the top of your head, here, 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 and then you end here. Um but Okay, I'll, we'll, I'll, post, we'll post yeah, something I'll try and about that. Find that thing. Um but yeah, it does all link into I love how you you sent me this thing being like, I want to talk about all this deep stuff. And I'm like, amazing, because I want to talk about Botox and fillers. Um, <laughs> and the reason I did is because there's been a couple things that we've talked about in the last few weeks that have made me think that. And it was the other day you and I were sitting here before we pressed record. And I realized that you and me are the only people I know that don't have anything. Yeah. And the only women I know that don't have anything. Uh, yeah. Not it. Not in England because it's a totally different culture there. But here in LA, everyone I know has Botox fillers, um, and or these augmentations of self. And uh, I think I thought that was exactly what what I wanted to speak about as well. I think it's a really valid aspect of this constructing these false personalities to present especially as we grow older that's what we're talking about so it's actually right in line yeah I think 
part of that for me is is you know what you were saying is also the physical signs of uh you can call it growing older progressing in your life whatever you want to call it um the parts of yourself spiritually emotionally that you cling on to while we're also clinging on to our looks our fashions our habits from our teens and our 20s and um you know we talked about last week letting go of like not trying to look like a 19 year old and um i think i have so much conflict in me about the use of these fillers and injectables and breast implants and all of that stuff uh you know my first instinct is totally live and let live and if you feel good doing it great like I want everyone to be happy and feel good and do their thing and I have no moral judgment for anyone else as far as their choices for their body but when I start thinking about it for myself which I do regularly you know every week I will look in the mirror and I'll go hmm these lines here or these lines around my mouth or whatever it is I should really get some Botox to you know smooth those out and then a voice inside my head goes, but why should you? Mm-hmm. What what voice is that telling me that the com- most unbelievably natural thing, the passage of time, every person, well, if you're lucky enough, if you're lucky enough, gets is something old. to be ashamed of. How it, that's become something to be ashamed of. It, it's really. Um, it's really interesting to me the the it brings this very like primal reaction in me of um a severing from spirit i think that's how i feel about it i feel that there is like a godlessness to it and um i think that it's because i look at the lines around my eyes well those lines that's every laugh i've ever had with you those lines Aww. those lines are ryan brady oh you're gonna make those me lines are my father that's a beautiful way to think of it annabelle and i want to i want to smooth them out and erase them yeah. because what these lines around my mouth that are so deep my dad had these lines and my grandpa Uh Harry had these lines and I think to myself I I mean I'm past it now with the thing around my mouth I was a a while back I was like about to go and get um like filler or something to uh to lessen the lines and then I interesting I've never even noticed I know it's just ridiculous no one notices the stuff on your face that you notice and think is this huge deal I know. I saw a picture of myself as a child and I have the lines as a child. Um and my dad does and my and my grandpa Harry does and I think I've earned these lines around my mouth. There's this ancestral thing. My grandpa Harry got those lines from somebody. So am I just going to remove this thing around my mouth that looks just like my dad? Why? And that's always my answer to it when I think I want to be slimmer or I want my tits to be higher up on my body or I want the lines around my eyes to be less. I can never, ever, 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 ever tell you a good enough reason that justifies it to me. There isn't one. For me, there isn't one because the answer is always for me to fit into a societal thing that we've gone into about aging yeah that i don't appreciate or subscribe to um and i think also the godlessness and and um the disconnect from spirit that it brings this feeling of for me ties into what i said a couple weeks ago about the divorce between man and nature i think it's another link in that for me it is and i can't quite get my head around it but i also believe that subconsciously deeply it is a sign of 
how terrified of death we are as a society and our mortality and aging which ultimately leads to us dying yes those are all signs of that so when our breast sags and our skin becomes crepey and our hair turns gray and we get wrinkles it means we're dying and we will do anything not to die yeah we will try to escape in any way doesn't matter if we kill ourselves trying Mm. and we will yeah and i wonder that's the other thing i wonder about these additions that we do the breast implants and the injectables and everything I just think surely there's got to be a long-term autoimmune response to this. And I know that so many of these things aren't uh, toxic. Everyone around me has them, trust me. I never hear the end of it when we have this conversation. They're fine, they're safe for you. But sure, the, the compound itself is, but then I'm like, any other thing that is going in your skin and in your body like that over time, there's gonna be an immune response to. And I just really think that surely in time we're going to learn that there are like autoimmune reactions to this Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. My friend, um, a friend of mine just got liposuction a few weeks ago. She oh. is deathly ill. She <gasps> really? She's been in the hospital on her deathbed because no. the, sh- the shock and the, to tra- her body. The, the trauma of liposuction is so intense. It makes me s- sad that to try to escape moving towards death, we hurt ourselves. Mm. We hurt ourselves. That, that, that is a disconnect from spirit. It is a disconnect from nature. It is a disconnect from the authentic self. And again, no moral judgment, please. No. If you want it, please do it. Do whatever's gonna make you feel good in your own skin. I wish that for everyone, and that's something mm. that I work on every day. Mm. I had a very, very strong example of that in my mom. My mom was in the business, surrounded Mm. by women who all go to the same facelift doctor, all have the same breast doctor. She's never had a single thing done to her body. She is Mm. aging beautifully. She's about to, she just turned 69. She is aging so beautifully. She's aging. She is a yeah. woman who, I mean, she's California 69, so she looks about <laughs> 55. Yeah. But still, she is beautiful. And I, I have so much respect and admiration for older women who look natural like that. I just think they're goddesses. I'm like, yes, bitch. You just yeah. go like you mm. an, an elegant older woman who's dressed herself beautifully, whose hair is done, who has beautiful jewelry on, who has a brain in her head, who's allow who's embracing where she's at in her mm. life and has a beautiful naturalness about her. That to me is just drop dead stunning. Yeah. And I have I so much so. respect. I have so much respect for any elder i don't care if you've had all the plastic surgery in the world getting older is scary moving towards death is terrifying i have so much respect for anybody who's ahead of me on that spectrum because we don't know until we get there how we're gonna feel yeah and that's the thing it's easy for me to sit here right now and say all that but no you're not saying anything against it you are saying how you how you personally feel about your body which is your right and your thoughts are very valid. And I'm learning a lot from hearing what you're saying about it being a disconnection from the spiritual because I never thought of it like that, but that's really helpful for me to remember because you're absolutely right. I mean, listen, I it doesn't stop me thinking those things. I'm not saying I'm like some perfect person that's not. like, oh, I'm sort of gliding above all of this. It's no, like, of I'm course not. not. I've been wanting a boob lift for the last five years and Will oh, is God's like- sake. Will is outraged that I would even think of such a thing. Yeah. Also, I'm an actress. My, I'm in a visual business. Yeah. It is my face on that screen. And you are pressured not only by what you're seeing, because what you're seeing on television is every single actress has Botox. Every single yeah, actress really has do. fillers. You can tell. You can see it. No judgment, you know but you can see it. And you are basically being told you can't work unless you look like what the um 
it's the normal. You have to get yourself looking normal or you're going to stick out and look strange. There's an older actress on Ted Lasso. She plays the head boss lady who mm-hmm. owns the team. She's got a face full of wrinkles in comparison to every other actress who's working. Is but that the to Eng- me, uh, is that an English actress? Yes. To me, it's very different there than it is here. I'm like, go, bitch. Yes, you're mm. killing it. It's so inspiring because you can fucking work. Look at Frances McDormand. Look at Kate Winslet. I love her. These people who are just embracing where they're at and they are empowered and they are not trying to fit themselves into a box and they're not listening to people's limited beliefs. I think that it's uh, really important as well. So the way you're reacting to that affirms one of the other thoughts that I've been having, which is that you're also inspired by those women and I can hear how grateful you are to them and for, for paving the way and standing up to this cult yeah, it is standing of up youth. to it. Um, and I cannot think about the augmentations, the injectables, all of that stuff with regard to just myself. So I see it as a community issue and I think of my niece and nephews, I think of young people who follow me and I think if I put something in my face or body, I am telling them that maybe there's something wrong with their wrinkles around their eyes and their mouth. And while it's not my, I am not a role model. I've never, I'm not anyone's mother. No, I don't, job. I don't claim to, I would never want to be <laughs> a, ha, you know, but it, a it doesn't matter. child for anything. It doesn't matter. People are watching. Yeah. And I would hate to ever think that somebody would look at me and go, I want to change myself to be more like that. And I and and because I've changed myself. And that to me would break my fucking heart. Wow, that's really powerful what you're saying. It is it comes down to what do you stand for? Last night I went to the movies with Will and we were walking. There was a big poster outside of a candy store. One of these insane candy stores that they have in Hollywood that look like it's on crack. Mm-hmm. Just like neon lights coming from the inside. You know what I'm talking about. Just Like candy. if sugar was a shop. <laughs> yeah. It was literally called It's Sugar. And outside was a massive billboard of a woman. Two pictures of her stacked. On the top, she's holding a salad and she's frowning. And on the bottom, she's holding a platter of candy and she's smiling. And I said to Will, that is so disturbing to me. Look at what they are teaching these five-year-olds that are walking Mm. by. Sugar is a killer in the world. And here we are, collectively, Mm -hmm. we are getting them young. Yeah, getting them jacked up. All these people walking by. Mm. I said, you couldn't pay me any amount in the world to frown at a salad like that. I would be for, so heart, I would be yeah. so heartbroken that I had done that. And he said, "Are you serious? You wouldn't just think of it as an acting job?" I said, "No." And I felt differently f- 5 10 years ago. Yeah. But the the me now knows that all I'm worth is what I stand for. Yeah. And I stand for not frowning at salads and glorifying <laughs> sugar. I know that much. But it it surprised me actually. My reaction taught me about myself cuz I, I love that. I didn't know that about myself before that moment, but it was really disturbing to me. And it's this, I love what you just said about if you change yourself physically to look more youthful than you are, you are telling every person who naturally is going to get there as well that there's something wrong with them. That's how And I don't I don't know where the moral line is on that. I don't know. I don't know. That's a mystery to me, but 
That's a really fascinating concept. I also think from a petty standpoint, um, I think it makes girls look older. It's the same look. Yeah. You make yourself you, look the same as other people. Exactly. And then that's the thing I don't like about it is like, I think every girl likes to think like, oh, I'm conservative about it. It's like, bitch, everyone can see you got shit in your face. Um, and everyone starts to look the same. They look the same. It's the same lip. It's the same forehead. It's the yeah. same it's the same the, the, you know have you seen those things the cat eyes where the girls get yes. those threads and lift their eyes up um and then i think to me it would be embarrassing older and i think what happens is the older women in their 40s and 50s are getting it to look younger and then the younger women are doing it preventatively and so what we have here is a bunch of women who are both younger and older getting the same procedures and now I can't tell if you're 28 or 38 because of the Whoa. shit in your face. Wow, it just takes them all into this Yeah, it kind of puts ground. them into this middle ground and I can't quite tell what you are anymore. And isn't that the opposite of the point? <laughs> I, I just, you know, I just think it's it's not um it's not for me right now and it doesn't mean that that i that i'll always feel that way i actually spoke to to my therapist about it and he he said to me he surprised me he said to me that he didn't agree with me mm, and really he he was interested in my thoughts about the connection from the disconnect from spirit and he was very interested we had a great chat about it but he said to me try not to judge people obviously because he's a really nice person um and <laughs> i we're, said and we're I know, evil i know and i no, said this is not about judgment it's, it's a concept. not about i mean it's, it's a, a judgment concept. but it's not a moral judgment listen even indigenous people are modifying their appearance Okay, right. so and that's an argument I get a lot, and I understand it. You know, they put the discs in their lips, and they stretch their necks, and they put the scarification all over their bodies, and um, you know, spines through their noses, and all this shit, and stretching things out. And I understand that. That is a private, spiritual, um, maybe even a beauty standard within that culture. It's a tradition, it's a ritual. It's a tradition, and it's clearly a human instinct because we're doing it in the West as well. Sure. My You've dis got stretched earlobes. The disconnect for me and the um, rottenness for me here in the West comes from the byproduct of it. It is to sell things. It is to oh. um, fit a status quo that is about Kylie lip kits or whatever the Hadids are selling or Instagram ads because mm -hmm. you've got your face to look like that so now you get loads of followers and you can sell Tommy T on your page because you've got Instagram face that's what they call yeah. it um, and the wood discs and the metal rings and the and the spikes and they're the body modification anything. they're not selling anything and they also that stuff will go into the ground and uh, not hurt anyone or anything. Think about all of the plastic, all of the poison. Um, Botox is, comes from botulism. Like, you know, all of this stuff, it's like, it's just, there's this nastiness to it. It's not about the instinct to body modify anymore, which we clearly have, you know, I have tattoos. Some would argue that's a body modification. It absolutely is. It's a very, primal urge in me always has been since a kid to write on the walls and write on my body mm. and that's my sh that's how I've started sharing um sure we, we wear makeup we exactly we, you know we get our hair dyed we get our teeth cleaned we yeah you know, I I get my eyelashes curled now uh-huh so there I am doing a modification and I, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that I know the answer to this or whatever it is. It just crosses a line when it goes sort of like outside of the body to inside of the body for me. Yeah. There is just this rottenness to it that I that can't sit with me. Um, just before 
the crash, I had an appointment to go and get this thing called a lip, um, what's it called? A lip lift? I can't remember. A lip plumper? It was, it's like a plumper, but they put Botox in here. Sorry, anyone who's just listening to this. Inside your mouth, under your lip. And what it does is it pushes this out. So your lip looks fatter at the top. But the reason I wanted it is because when I smile really big, you can see my gums. Mm. Who cares? What's wrong with what's wrong with you that you can see my gums? And Ryan went mental. We had a huge fight about it, and I was like, "You think you can fucking tell me what I'm gonna do with my body, you fucking piece of shit?" He was so upset by it. He was like, "Your smile." is one of the first things I noticed about you. Yeah. And that broke my heart. Um, and I just think, I've just slowly, I'm just slowly dismantling these beliefs about the lines around my eyes, the lines around my mouth, what's wrong with my gummy smile. Yeah, yeah. you know what, I've got huge cans, so they're gonna sag. I've had tits since I was 12. They're not gonna be up here anymore. And that's fine you know lucy i've never once been kicked out of bed so (laughs) i haven't had any complaints no complaints so far (laughs) and it's i loved what you said about your mum i love that i wish one of my greatest wishes in my life for my mum has always been i wish that she could see herself the way everyone else sees her she's really beautiful but has very low confidence and she's been shot on from a great height by many many men mm-hmm. and it's really wrecked her confidence and you know i know how much her talking badly about herself in the mirror affected me as a child i've got such a complex or well, i had and i'm it's, it's going now and is almost gone but i wouldn't even show my thighs or my legs and it took me a long time to realize that my mom stands in the mirror and every time she stands in the mirror, she says, oh, I've got big tree trunk thighs. She doesn't. Mm. Oh, I've got cellulite everywhere. She doesn't. That's gone in my head. Mm-hmm. And the story I've been telling myself my whole life isn't my story. Exactly. Going back to what we said earlier, what you were yes. saying you're fucking nearly 70 years old and this is how you look you look stunning people say Mm. you're sexy men are still trying to date you i refuse to be that way me too in front of my niece i never say i don't like my teeth i don't like my hair i don't i think i'm fat none of it never and i never will our bodies are a miracle along with our past selves they have gotten us through you've shared a lot about this with your body getting you through the last eight months our bodies are miracles they deserve to be taken care of and thanked yeah and looked after and honored and it does all tie in so the thing you know you in this conversation you think well how can i even begin to get to the bottom of my authentic self versus these constructed personality pieces i think it actually is pretty simple in any given moment pay attention to what feels truthful for you pay attention to what feels authentic you used this word the last couple of weeks, Annabelle, and that also led to me thinking about this. Authenticity. Allowing others an authentic moment, connection with you, and allowing your authentic self to be the leader of the pack. Mm. So in any given situation, whether you're alone or you're interacting with somebody, pay attention to the feeling. The feeling won't lie. The feeling is there. What is authentic to me? What is authentic? I think you're your body will let you know your body, your body doesn't lie to you always lets you know we have a, a computer system in there listen to you what the message is that you're getting yeah. does this feel good hmm. not sure about check that. yourself am i feeling worried am i feeling scared or i feel like i need to yeah maybe write about this a little bit talk to some friends about it talk to my therapist about it and you don't need to figure it out. You don't need to know no. why. You don't need to have all the answers. But no. check yourself. If you check yourself 
20, 50, 100 times in a day, get in the habit of checking yourself. Am I authentic in this moment? Is this me in present time? Or is this my 11-year-old self throwing a temper tantrum? Mm. Am I am I trying to present myself in a way to protect myself right now when I don't need to? Mm-hmm. And just check. A good mm. way to do this is to look at your closet. You said it earlier about the way we dress. Look in your closet. Do you still have clothes from when you were a teenager? Are you still doing your hair the way that you did in high school? People just grow up and they believe who they are at those ages and they allow it to continue for their entire lives. But guess what? We can change anything we want. We can change it. We can address it. We can acknowledge it. And we can choose differently. Cleaning out your closet is a very useful way of making it physical and literal for yourself to see where you're at in your life i love that does this great does this fit me my authentic self now well no it's a hot pink tube top okay that doesn't fit me now me lucy personally annabelle would look great in in a hot pink tube top annabelle would feel great in a hot pink tube top me she would it's been it's been a learning process of how I'm dressing my body at this point in my life. How I'm doing my makeup has changed. How I'm doing my hair is different from how I did it two, three years ago. Allow things to improve. Allow your system to get an upgrade. And pay attention to where you're still hanging on to old constructs that don't belong anymore. You can let it go. You can bring them with you on the bus and tell them to put their feet up and relax. Their work is done. Their work is done here. Um, Okay, I love that. And if you don't mind, I saved this thing yesterday because it came up in my feed and it's exactly what we've been talking about. And I know you can see a little face getting excited. It's not a great philosopher. It's Tom Ford, a fashion designer. Yes, love Tom Ford. Okay, well, you're going to love this campaign. Impart this Tom Ford wisdom on me. And we can maybe end the episode with this, I think. So it sums up everything. I am tired of the cult of youth, the cultural rejection of old age, the stigmatization of wrinkles, gray hair, of bodies furrowed by the years. I am fascinated by Diana Vreeland and Georgia O'Keeffe and women who have let time embrace them without ever cheating. Society today condemns this. Me, I celebrate it. For this session of fine jewelry, I imagined a man and a woman who had been together for a long time, faithful to each other, and always incandescent with desire. Damn. That's a perfect ending. So, respect to Tom Ford. Love you, Respect to Lucy Walsh. Respect to Annabelle Jones. Respect to our elders. Respect Respect to our past selves. Respect to our elders, respect to beautiful women of all ages, and men too. Respect to aging, beautifully and gracefully. Love you. Love you. Lately I've been thinking about our daughter growing old. All of the bullshit that she might be told. blood on the floor Maybe now you believe her for sure She remembers what I said Book I left by a bed The words that sound survive